Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the channel today. We're going to be talking about how to build your perfect pitch and collaboration proposal for others. So if you're excited for that, make sure you do all the YouTube -y things, hit that button for the like and subscribe and notifications and all of that stuff. And of course, I'm going to say hello to everyone who is here and then ask y'all a very important question, which is what's in your cup? So hello to Wade, hello to Adam's Exploits, good to see you. Um, yes, again, today we're going to be talking about how to build your perfect collab presentation. And we're going to see how the puppies are doing. Now, let me ask you a very important question. What's in your cup, people? Today, tea. But I also have sparkling ice, you know, you got to have both. And because I wanted to um, go into the archives, I promised you all last week, I said, I will look, because I did an entire presentation about this at, gosh, what were, I think this was PodFest last year, VidFest, two years ago, maybe. And I was like, I'll see if I still have that keynote. And I did. And I haven't um, looked or updated it, so we're just going to see and roll with it. But because we're going to be showing you that, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to bring back the green screen so that I can pop that up on screen here in just a second and show you. So hello to James Pruitt. Hello, Dave. Hello, Cameron. Diet Cola. Hello, Pixel Pia. And if you see that their little icons look different on YouTube, it's because some of those lovely people are all channel members. So if that's anything you're interested in, feel free to hit that button below and you can become a channel member. Hi, buddy. And maybe see some appearances by my dog. All right, here we go. We're going to go into this. Let's Hope it works. Like a profesh. All right. Sweet potato spice chili. Oh, that sounds delicious. That's what's in your bowl. I like it. Oh, if I had like an acai bowl right now or like a like a, a super bowl, you know, like evergreens, that would be delicious too. All right. So we are going to be talking about some do's and don'ts about collaborating with others. This is usually I'm referencing video content creation. So this is most of the time going to be about YouTube collaborations, but take it with a grain of salt because it could mean anything else. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead and go into it. There's going to be some points. Uh, did I review all of the slides? No. So if something is like, you know, many, many years old and I don't agree with it anymore, we'll find out as we go through this presentation. So point number one, we have to set the stage just a little bit. Okay. People like to collab with people they like or people they know, right? I mean, can we get a thumbs up for that? People like to collab, like with friends, you know, or people that they, that they know, right? This should be fairly obvious, but, but we're going to say people will collab with people they can get something from. So this is different from the last slide, which is people like to collab with friends, right? But they will collab with people that they can get something from, okay? So at the end of the day, you can have a couple of collabs. One is gonna be for love and friendship and um, you know, for no other reason than you just wanna have fun. A lot of the time though, collabs are 
business arrangement. They're kind of like little arranged marriages. You got people on both sides that want things and you want to be able to understand what is going to make this business proposal enticing to the other half and would get them more likely to say yes to you. Okay. So people like to collab with friends, family, you know, people that they know, like, and trust, but they will collab with people as long as there's something in it for them. Right. That's the tan staffle, the what's in it for me or the with them. What's in it for me. Okay. Um, hello, discord for creators. Keely, great to see you. I was talking about you last week, actually. And great to see you girl. All right. So we're going to move on. We're going to, we got types of collabs, right? We're still setting the stage into all of this and then we're going to go into how to actually get someone to say yes later okay so we've got maybe a listicle so maybe you're going to do a top 10 back to school fashion trends i don't know or top 10 you know makeup items you can't live without something like that so a lot of the time what you would have is like five on one channel five on another channel it may be both people on each other's channel. It could be a five and five with them saying a little blurb about the other person. It could be a five and five where um, the other creator does a little video insert into the other person's video and then they each direct someone where to go afterwards or you know the person they're collaborating with. They're gonna say something nice or say, go check them out, click their links below, something like that. So then you have these tag videos, which used to be a big thing back in the day. Raise your hand if you even know what a tag video is. I feel like I'm so old on YouTube sometimes. But a tag video is going to be something like one creator would go out there and say like, oh, this is the eyeshadow makeup palette tag. And then there would be a list of questions, generic questions. And anyone who wanted to do the video, you would either be like tag your it or you could tag yourself and do the video too. And it would be like, Name your favorite one and me like your your most used or your most traveled with or your one you're embarrassed of but you still have whatever it was. There was a list of questions, you know, and it could be um, whatever re relating to you know either a, a, a thing that you both had in common or a subject matter that you both had in person. Okay, then after that there was also the interview or virtual type of thing. So that was going to be like I have Keely on my show to talk about. Discord for creators, you know, or I have, you know, uh, Pixel Pia on to talk about Canva for social media and maybe I show up on her channel or maybe she only shows up on mine to get exposed to like a larger audience or a smaller audience or what have you or a more condensed audience of types of people that she would want to talk to, right? So there's also that kind of aspect, which is going to be like, um, or like, communication coach Alex Lyons. Uh, that was one where we did videos on each other's channel and both of them were interview style. Mine was, you know, how to um, be more confident as a public speaker and maybe his was, you know, how to speak publicly without fear even if you're an introvert, something like that, which wasn't that a fun video? I had a great time with that. And that is going to be a, a collab that's happening. That one takes a little bit more work because obviously you have to do the interviews and then be on each other's um, channels, but that's also another way that you can collab with someone. So if we're following along so far and you're laying, picking up what I'm laying down, I always mess that one up. Give me a thumbs up so far on this video, in the chat, whatever, because I'm needy. Okay. <laughs> I'm also waiting for my tea to cool. All right. So the next thing that we're going to talk about We've got some do nots. Channel takeovers are totally a thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I should add that. I should add it, right? Um, this is a couple of things, right? Nothing will peeve me. Well, there's actually lots of things that peeve me about an email, but one that says like, hi, influencer, or just, hey, beautiful, or hey, and you wouldn't think like, oh, hey, beautiful. Is so, like, it's just so they don't actually have to like put in your name <laughs> or like you see like, hi, Shelly, but like Shelly is in a completely different font and a different size. It's like, oh, way to go. The rest of it is copy and paste. Got it. Um, just a, a comment on someone's video that says like, let's collab. Just a cold email that says, let's collab. Or just a random DM that says, let's collab. I think you guys are picking up when I'm laying down. This is one of the worst ways that you can express to someone that you want to collab with them, right? This screams like, shout me out, shout me out, you know, shout me out. This is just a bad, bad, bad way to go about it. So um, let me see. I think I, I go with a series of do nots for a while. I'm going to show you some stuff to do at the end, but we've got to start with the negative, right? Oh, so here's an example. Um, hey there, I was thinking we do a collab. <laughs> what is the likelihood that I accepted or I blocked? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think maybe you can't still see that. <laughs> Anyways, um, the likelihood was, well, I, I'm pretty sure you can tell because I've never done a collab with this creator or person. I don't know who they are. And their first message to me, which was, you do not follow each other on Instagram. Otherwise it would be like, follow back or something like that. Like they don't even follow me on Instagram yet. They just came rushing into my DMs saying, Hey, I was thinking we should do a collab. And another pet peeve. If you know that you're going to, um, ask someone to do a collab with you, Proper punctuation and grammar is very important to a lot of people, myself included. So when you have like the uncapitalized I or when you start doing the abbreviations with only letters for, you know, I see you or, you know, just I see you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 sweet summer child. No, 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 no. I am too old to be texted at like a 15 year old on Snapchat. Absolutely not. If you don't come proper with, like, like absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Now, again, Dr. Elo and his core for creators, like, let's collab. If I know, like, and trust you, it's a different conversation, then this is the blank cold open, okay? Come on now. Come on now. All right. And then a last do not is don't forget to pay it forward when you become the big one. A lot of the time with creators and channels and stuff, right, there's going to be someone with a little bit more influence than the other. And um, we are going to get into some do's, which is sometimes punch at your weight class or whatnot. Um, but one of these days, sometimes when you have the ability to say yes and do a collab, you know, and there's that feeling of like, oh, wow, this person collab with me. Don't forget that feeling because, you know, soon you will be the bigger person, let's just say. And don't forget that sometimes you want to, you know, give someone else that same feeling and collab with them as well, okay? <clears throat> so here we go. So do not, you don't have to go in and chase large creators. So if you are a big fan and you're just getting into tech, it's probably not that likely that you're gonna comment, let's collab on MKBHD's latest video and Marquez is gonna call you up and be like, oh my God, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, typically, right? Um, or it's probably not a great idea to collab with people where it makes zero sense to collab with them. 
none. So if you happen to be a, <laughs> I don't know, a, I don't even, y'all can see some very weird, like you, there's ways that you can try to bridge gaps and have it be like, okay, but like you would probably not take a vegan hunting, right? Or that'd be a very weird video. Maybe like, unless it's like, let's go hunt mushrooms in the forest. And the other one's like, no, I was thinking Bambi instead, right? Like, it's kind of like a, what? Like, if you don't want the vegan to break down and start crying at like the, you know, at the first gunshot or gun activist against, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that, it doesn't make sense. Unless the shock and awe factor is the whole point of it. There's a lot of collapse that just don't make sense. You're like, why? Why? That just, mm -mm. No, that's, and there are times when you can make the opposites completely make sense. You know, you've got, oh, do you guys remember there's, there's the conversational, um, like uncomfortable conversations or something like that channel where they have, let's say, white supremacist against someone, you know, um, African-American. And then it's, it's like they have to have a conversation face to face with each other. And then sometimes there's some they find they have some middle ground or, you know, some common ground somewhere. So that like uncomfortable tension is like intentional and purposeful. But there's a lot where it's like it just makes no sense. <laughs> it just makes no sense. Right. So keep that in mind. OK. And then when I'm saying punching way outside your weight class, I'm like. There's kind of this rule kind of, sometimes, where if you're a larger creator, you always have the smaller creators usually coming up to you being like, shout me out, let's do a collab. And you're like, well, it's great for you. What do I get? But it's also like, um, and there are times when it can work, but you begin to feel like you're just this commodity that people are trying to get something out of all the time. And they're not really interested in getting to know you. They're not really your friend. It's just about what you can do for them because they want access to your audience. And so you start to maybe be a little bit more guarded. And so I would say if you want to put someone a little bit more at ease, it should be about friendship, relationship, about similar audience, about like cool experience, something like that versus just, you know, how many more subscribers do you have than I have and how can I get access to your audience? So when I say punch inside your weight class, it might mean like maybe you take your subscriber count and you do someone within five or 10,000 in fluctuation up or down from your subscriber count. So it doesn't make it seem like oh, I'm just going after the person with 1 million subscribers and I have 50. Okay. So maybe if you have 50 subscribers, you know, you're, um, collabing with friends that have 500, 1,000, you know, a couple thousand, something like that. So maybe it's not going to be the most appropriate if you have no relationship with these bigger creators to go out there and just be like, absolutely, let's, let's do this thing, right? Give me a thumbs up if that makes sense. All right. Now, I'm going to say, do not take it personally. <laughs> like, if they happen to say no after you pitch them for a collab, more so than let's just collab, right? You don't have to take it personally because sometimes it doesn't really mean no, it just means not right now. And that could be, you know, scheduling, it could be their content calendar is full, it could be that it just hasn't worked out, you know, calendarily yet, but it will. And this happens a lot. And so I had talked once before about I did a collab with a friend just for fun. And I think we'd known each other three years and we were finally like, oh, my gosh, we should finally get around to doing a collab. Right. Yeah, let's do that. And so sometimes it just doesn't work out until later. And so um, don't take it personally if someone is like, 
oh, you know, it's it's the middle of October and, and it's new phone season or something and we're in the midst of, you know, Samsung and Apple releases or we're in the middle of dads and grads and I'm a tech channel and, and trying to get people prepped and ready for, you know, sending their kids off to college and school and all the back to school tech that happens. Like maybe it's not the best time of year to collab with them. So sometimes a no just means not right now. And sometimes a no means they don't see enough value or the project wasn't interesting or they just don't want to, you know? So yeah, we're just going to, we're going to move on to the next one. So um, okay. Yeah. Here's another one. Don't expect that just because you may be friends with someone who has a large channel that they owe you anything, right? Similar to the whole, don't look at someone as a dollar sign. You want to, that includes your own friends. So if you have a friend that has a million subscribers and you have 50 subscribers, you can't be mad at them because they didn't want to shout you out in their last video because maybe you have content that is drastically different. Maybe their audience wouldn't vibe with your audience, but also just because you're friends with a creator who happens to have a large audience, it doesn't mean that you get access to them. And it doesn't mean that you have a right to have access to them. And it doesn't mean that you should make your friend feel bad for not getting access to them. And you definitely shouldn't make your friend feel bad if you did ask for access and they said no. Okay. <laughs> It's like having me come on and speak about iMovie. Nope, thing of the past. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is really easy to take things personally because you're hyping yourself up. Let me ask this person, you know. Um, and sometimes that has absolutely nothing to do with you, how much they like you, how much, you know, the project might be interesting to them. Like I said, it could just be doesn't work out into their content calendar. And that happens. And, um, you know, or it could be like you have the intention to collab with someone. And I've had that where it's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we've been we really got to do this. And then it'll be a year later. And then the same like event will come around and you'll be like, oh, shoot, we were going to do this. And, you know, people have lives and they're just living them. And um, sometimes they're not just hanging around being like, oh, yeah, but when are we going to do that collab with Shelly? So you can't take it too personally because, again, sometimes it just means not right now. So. But I think that is a bigger one where sometimes people think, oh, I don't know. I'm friends with Mr. Beast. He owes me a shout out in his video. No, he doesn't. Like, however long your friend worked to gain their audience, it is their audience. And just because you happen to be in the vicinity or near them, it doesn't mean that you get automatic access to it. So, um and people will ghost you absolutely sometimes. And it is annoying and a polite no is better. And I think sometimes people have like good intent, like they want to collab, but like life gets in the way, right? So that totally happens. Um, and Pixel Pia says, I might have missed questions. So I am telling you now, today I'm drinking <laughs> roasted coconut. I, I did ask the question. Yes, no, but I am so glad to know what is in your cup. Thank you so much for telling me. And Dr. Elo um, says, I have been told no so many times, and it is okay. Absolutely. And it is, it is, at the end of the day, a numbers game, right? The more times you ask, sometimes the more yeses you can get. But I am going to do my best to help you craft a compelling offer or have the components so that you get a yes most of the time. All right? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Do not assume that your channel will be flooded with an entirely new audience. Okay. So... 
just because you happen to, let's say, get a shout out or get a collab, I think people can have this misnomer that, you know, because this channel that I collaborated with has 200,000 subscribers and I have 50,000 subscribers, I am now going to be at 150,000 subscribers because half of those people are going to come over and, you know, add on or whatever else it is. And it's just going to be amazing. You know, sometimes a collab may happen and you might get no subscribers. Uh, a collab could happen and you could have negative subscribers based on the person that you collabed with. Maybe your audience hates them, you know, or, and then they're like, wait, you're associated with them. You're friends with them. Wait, what is this? No, come on. I, I had higher expectations of you. Right. And you're like, nope, I'm, I'm not good. I'm not about that. Or maybe you have it and you do get a bump, but it may not be as significant a bump as you are hoping and expecting that it's going to be. It might be like, you got an extra 500 instead of, or even let's say 5,000, but a lot of the time it's not going to be like, I got a million subscribers from that. Like that's usually, that's not how it goes. And it's probably not something that you want because when you have a lot of empty subscribers who then don't continue to interact with your content, it actually can end up hurting you because you have this view to subscriber ratio that is not that great. You have people unsubscribing every time you put out a video um, and it's not really your true and engaged fan and audience. So it can sometimes do more bad than good. So, and Dr. Ela says, I left another creator because of that. I was getting negative attention, run, run, run. Yeah, and so another example of that would be like way back in the day before a lot of the beauty get in, Armageddon stuff, Dramageddon, that's what it is, happened. Um, Tati Westbrook had done a collaboration with Jeffree Star and he was hated by a lot of people in the community and a lot of people took issue with the fact that up until this point she hadn't really been in a lot of scandal she hadn't been in a lot of controversy and here's the most controversial person in the entire community and she's collabing with them and people were really turned off and a lot of people even in her own fan base was like what is this? I expect more from you. He is, you know, he's not a good person. And like, oop, she got a ton of backlash for collabing with someone that her audience just did not jive with. So it can happen. It can totally happen. All right. So now we're going to get into the do's. Yay. A do run, run, run. Oh, I'm a dunderhead. I forgot. Dang it. I had it all set up. All I had to do was hit the button. And did I hit the button? No. All of the music is coming to you from Creator Mix. Dang, dang it, I forgot. Okay, now we're gonna be talking about the do's. All right, one, you should have a clear plan and schedule in place. Just when I started with the very first one, I said, you don't just have a let's collab. Why? Because you want to have a plan. You want to have a schedule. You want to have something that it is easier for them to say yes to. And so this is where this comes into place, right? You do want to decide what kind of collab you want. And you do want to try to collab with friends or people that you know, right? It gets easier to maybe ask a friend or person that you know if you want to collab together. Yes, but you should have a clear plan. Okay, so if I wanted to collab with Dr. Elo and I said something like, hey, let's collab, because we're friends, we might be good, like, okay. But if I said, Dr. Elo, I think that we should do 
a series of collaboration videos about live streaming and like let's do one on gear and then one on video equipment one on audio equipment or audio and video and then like let's bridge that gap between the two channels and then like uh, talk about that and then top it all off with an Amazon live stream because I know you just got access to Amazon live what do you think that's a little bit more compelling because I know he just got Amazon live and wants to start doing live streaming over there and maybe get a commission right then I say this is what I'm thinking. It's a listicle style with a back and forth integration with both of us on each other's channels with a clear set of guidelines and boundaries, right? If I were to come with this and be like, let's do something like this, it's a little bit more easier to understand where I'm coming from and what I actually want from him. Then we work out the details later, right? If you're like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do that. And I've already then had a couple benefits, right? Oh, I know you just got live streaming. I know you want to do some live streams. Let's do this. Let's get some affiliate commission in there. Let's talk about this, you know, clear and present danger. So that would be a little bit easier of a collab to say yes to. Look at him. He's like, I'm game for that. <laughs> He's already in the chat. I was making up a pretend collab proposal and look at that. We got a yes in the audience, right? <laughs> so you got to do one today and not much up anywhere there. <laughs> The music is very low. Yeah, I don't want to blow out your eardrums or have it be too distracting, but it is in there. Okay. Right? Okay. So hopefully that makes sense to you as we're kind of going through that. Next, do. You want to think, what is the end experience and benefit for the audience, for you, and for the other person that you want to collab with, right? There are three distinct groups that we need to think about. There's got to be something in it for you, probably. There's probably something in it for the other person, but what's in it for the audience if you two collab together, okay? So for example, because Dr. Rila does a lot of live streaming type stuff, his audience gets, you know, maybe one or two videos from two cool people about stuff that they're interested in watching. So that's maybe a benefit, right? For us, we get to hang out with friends and maybe get some affiliate commission out of it, plus have a new video on demand or live stream or interview on each of our channels. It's, it's, it's easy to see. There's clearly an upside there and you have to be able to exploit the upside and be able to sell that because what you're doing is basically a sales presentation to the other creator. This is why it's good. And we've talked a lot again about features and benefits, right? So we have the feature, which is we do this video. And then the benefit is this is what we all get from it, right? So it's best if you can have a win, 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 <laughs> right? Win for you, win for the other creator and win for the audience. That's the best type of way that you can uh, do it. But if it's going to be two out of three, at least there should be, you know, if it's just for fun and maybe the audience cares, maybe they don't, you know, uh, but just keep that in mind. You want to have the win, 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 the triple win. You want the triple win and that's what you're going for. And if you don't have a triple win, then you want to think about how could I best prepare a pitch proposal or guidelines that would end result, net result in a win, 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 right? We want the triple win at the end. So we can talk about different ways that that might happen right also you want to possibly have this is the tpm in me right define success this must have been gosh was i still working yeah i was still working at a tech company at this time you can tell <laughs> i was like define success first right um and then i said specifically here i said no some collapse take years to actually happen that was that was specifically referring to the andrew edwards one we've been friends forever man and that was just um 
<laughs> but what is the definition of success? Is it just a fun video? Is it like truly educational? Is it that you're hoping to get a specific amount of subscribers, a specific amount of sales? If it is like a co-collaboration and live stream, is it that you're trying to grow your audience on followers on Amazon, whatever it is, like if you can also clearly define what that is, it's going to be twofold. One, you're not going to be as disappointed or, or you're going to know that it was a success afterwards. If you want to pitch them again for another collab, Hey, last time we did this, we both sold 30 units of this, like one microphone that we were talking about. Wasn't that awesome. Next time we should talk an entire showcase just about sure microphones. I think that would be rad, whatever it is, right? That could be something for them. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of this is going to be not just with another creator, but also for brands. So a lot of this is going to be the very, very same. You got it right on James Pruitt. And this is, again, if you can think about that triple win situation, that's going to be the three people involved is going to be you, the brand and the audience, right? So the brand is getting airtime on a channel that has a significant amount of views, maybe within a certain amount of time you're getting money and maybe an affiliate or backend type of um, sponsorship deal from the brand and the audience is getting educational, informational, inspirational type of content, perhaps a discount code and an inside scoop and the, the inner Twitter painting joy of supporting their favorite creators and, and clapping for them, hope cheerleading for them that they got a collab deal. So that's your triple win right there. Right? So, okay. Next thing. You need to introduce them to your channel, but how are you going to do that? So you need to decide, is it going to be, they record a little 30 second thing and then you insert it into your video. Is it going to be that you're going to talk about them only? And then just like put up their channel banner as a mention, is it going to be a little bit of both? Is it going to be, I've seen some people do, um, not only from the creator, um, but they'll also take like funniest moments of videos that they watch of that creator. And then they'll be like, I think you're going to like this person because they have the same type of humor as I do. And they, you know, throw around the cursey words a lot, just like me and blah, blah, blah. Right. Or like, if you like this type of thing, because I know I sure as shit do, then like you need to also subscribe to this person and check them out because we're so similar. And if you like my content, you're going to like their content too. So there's gotta be that connection point that you can illustrate to the audience as to why they should care about someone who could be potentially a stranger to them, right? So even though a lot of these intersectional circles will happen where audiences will be in similar types of genres or niches or um, even buckets psychographically or genre specific, it could be that let's say in the YouTube space, right? Um, Nate from channel makers is a great channel. And then maybe there's, um, Sean Cannell or, you know, someone from think media and it could be that a lot of the audience that knows one knows the other, but it could be that there's a whole bunch of people in Sean's audience who hasn't heard of Nate or Nate who has a bunch of people they've never heard of Sean, you know? So, if you're going to introduce people to someone who could essentially be a stranger, even in the same niche, then you're going to have to illustrate the point for them of why someone might care about that other, right? So it could be, you want to follow him because not only does he have great hair and a great personality, but he likes to test things all the time and report back to you and bring it on and like has fun scenes like howdy ho neighbor or whatever it is. I don't know. And so if you can introduce those points and the connection point to the audience, 
then when they go to possibly to that person's channel, they're like, oh, there's that greeting. Howdy ho, neighbor, and um, or whatever it is, okay? So you wanna be able to introduce them that way. So what do we got here? Um, start a Discord server and set up your own success goal. <laughs> and with that said, here is Shelly's Discord server. <laughs> Nate just did a collab with Nick Nimmin. Oh, that's so great. I love that. That's cool. I don't know. I don't know. Howdy ho, neighbor. <laughs> like I said, there could be something. I don't know. Okay. So do, you want to make it interesting and fun, right? Um, no one wants to have a collab where it's like they were obviously forced to do it because some PR company got together and they were like, you two are both in lifestyle. Pretend like you like each other. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just not fun. And it shouldn't feel like a chore. It should feel like a privilege. It should feel like exciting. It should feel like a bit of a party, like, because a lot of us end up doing videos by ourselves. And then once you find someone who wants to talk about the same thing as you and understands the video world as well, it's kind of like titillating in a way to be like, oh, this is going to be fun. It should have and evoke that feeling. It should be evocative of fun. It shouldn't be like, Let's read the teleprompter and oh, we hate each other, but we're gonna like, okay, smile. <laughs> oh my gosh, have you guys met my bestie? Like it should feel genuine. It should actually feel authentic, okay? So think about that, <laughs> okay? And um, I think I have it in another slide, so I'm not gonna make the point that I'm just gonna make yet. But if you're still with me, can we get a thumbs up in the chat and on this video, make sure you're with me, okay? And also drop your favorite collabs that you've seen or someone that you want to collab with. Or like, I'd love to start having you um, put in, in the wall, like what would be a fun collab that you could think up with someone else? Okay, so do getting on someone's radar. So this could be anything from, you know, you start liking their tweets, you start retweeting them, you start Maybe when they drop a new video, you have a, a tweet that says, this person dropped a new video and I loved it. Um, something like that. If you're in similar genres and audiences and, and stuff like that, and you're maybe popping into the comments and you're leaving insightful, actual, thoughtful comments, not trying to just be like, come to my channel. You know how I feel about that. Don't do it. But if you can do that, you are gonna get on someone's radar. And then it's gonna be easier to be like, oh, this is the person that always retweets me. Oh, I see them on social a lot. Oh, they've interacted with a lot of my um, Instagram stories. They're always voting in the polls and stuff like that. That kind of stuff is actually, we see it. We see your avatars, we see and remember the interactions. So, <laughs> howdy ho neighbor. Um, oh, it's howdy howdy. Howdy ho neighbor is Ned Flanders, right? Ned Flanders from The Simpsons, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's also the ways to make dissimilar interesting and make sense. So we talked about that a little bit. If you can have these opposite fighting type of ideologies, or if you can, you know, have a challenge where a vegetarian has to like make a dish and convince like a meat eater that there's meat or not meat in it or something like that, you know, something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's interesting. So, okay. For me personally, and maybe it's because I'm older. Okay. 
I am not always the most uh, responsive when it comes to DMs, opening them, checking my um, spam or like request folders. And I find that if you're gonna go through the process of pitching a collab with the idea of what you're thinking and you know all kinds of informational stuff, it's way more than you're gonna wanna put into a DM. It's something thoughtful that you're gonna wanna have structured. You're gonna wanna have like spaced and formatted. And most probably it's going to be better as an email than it is as a DM. That is my personal opinion. I believe that an email is more professional. An email is gonna get you sometimes farther than a DM. And it would be my recommendation to do that because it means extra steps. You have to go to their profile. You have to find out their business email. You have to, you know, compose it all. And that already shows a level of effort that is beyond a DM to someone that is just, let's collab. Especially like when it's really easy to be like, you've never liked my stuff. You don't even follow me on social, whatever it is, right? So, so another do here is going to be, can you provide value or exposure at an opportune time? So it's no surprise that when movie stars have a new movie coming out, they make the rounds on talk shows, which are just collabs, right? It's, I'm gonna lend you my celebrity so you have an interesting type of guest. You're gonna let me talk about the fact that I have a new movie coming out and I want your audience to see it. Your audience gets to have a celebrity that they get to come see at a taping and know that I'm going to be in a new movie and I want them to see it, right? So that's that triple win, right? You've got movie star, you've got then the TV host, and you've got the audience, okay? Maybe sometimes there's games or <laughs> music, who knows? But um, that's, that's the general premise of it. Just like if you had a book tour, because you have a book that's coming out, you have some sort of big event that's coming up, right? That's when you start to do all of these types of things. So it's an opportune time if it's like, hey, I know you have a video coming out about X, in the next few months or whatever, let's try and do something right before one of those videos comes out that is going to boost that, okay? And then it could be um, just providing value in some sort of way where I think it's actually gonna come up in another slide number and I'm gonna hold that. So here we go. Do, okay, another do. If you get someone to say yes to you, you schedule times that are convenient for them, not for you. Okay, so if I say yes to a collab and then you tell me that the collab is 5 a.m. in the morning, I'm gonna be like, I'm out, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not gonna inconvenience myself. Um, like, 8 a.m. is pushing it for me, right? But so if you're like, okay, we're gonna do this collab and I need you to be here at 5 a.m. and you're gonna be on set for eight hours and then blah, blah, blah. Like, if you like make it really difficult for me, and not just me, but like anyone in general. Um, if you make it really difficult for someone to say yes, and you make a lot of jumps to hoop through, a lot of hoops to jump through, or something like that, there's a higher likelihood that they're gonna ghost you or they're just gonna pull out and be like, nope, not gonna do it. Once they see the pitch, like absolutely not. Okay. Um, do follow people and mention personal connections. Okay, this is gonna be something about like in your email pitch. Um, so for instance, when I said, let's do a collab between me and Dr. Elo, I know that he just got assigned for Amazon Influencers. I know that because he had posted it and was very proud of the achievement. I just got 
an Amazon influencer account. I want to do live streaming, right? You're going to see me on live. So if I follow someone, I know a little bit about them. Here's a personal accomplishment, right? And that's what I use to say, hey, let's do this clap, right? Or if I say, hey, I saw that, you know, you just had your birthday. You just hit 40. And I remember that one. And wow, it was such a crazy time or whatever. And I'm like, and I know it made me feel a little bit down about something. So what if I did something where I filled an entire swimming pool of like um, those bouncy house ball things, right? And made you feel like a kid again, you know, or something just like personal like that. I, that was a horrible example. You know what I mean? And if you can say something like, obviously, then you know a little bit about the person and they know that you know a little bit about them, too. And it's not just like, hey, why don't you come out hunting with me when I'm a vegan? Right. And I'm like, you don't know me at all. Why would you why would you offer that? You know, or like saying like, oh, my gosh, we're going to go to Tillamook and we're going to go and we're going to first have ice cream and then we're going to have cheese and then we're going to blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to go see the cows. And you're like, dude. I have seasonal allerger allergies and I'm lactose intolerant. Like that would not be the place to take me. Okay. So you got to know a little bit about your person, right? Just like if I'm a vegan, don't take me to like a slaughterhouse and then say, let's go out for steaks afterwards. Right? Like know your audience. I, I just don't know how else to say that. Sorry to all the vegans out there. <laughs> um, know your audience and your audience is is not only your viewing audience, but the person that you want to collab with. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do's. You want to do the heavy lifting. You want to make it so easy, right? To say yes. That it's just a no brainer. Okay. So it's, it's not like, Hey, I want you to fly out here and be at, you know, on the set at 5am and be here over a weekend when I know you have, let's say, kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, that's really hard to say yes to, right? So if it's something like it's inconvenient, you guys don't live close and you know, you can't do a virtual thing then you should go to them. You make it easier. You do the heavy lifting on that. Um, I just don't know how else to say that. I think y'all know what I mean. You have to be the one to sacrifice more usually. Okay. So, oh no, see you later. Thank you so much. Right. You do want to show gratitude. You don't want to be a little like asshole about it and you don't want to be like snippy with them. If they're giving you time out of their day, um, they're probably not getting paid for this collab. You know, a lot of the time it's just out of the goodness of, you know, friendship or whatever. Um, then don't give them an attitude. OK, the attitude should only be gratitude. That's the only attitude they should get. And then you want to give them more reasons to say yes and eliminate reasons to say no. So if it is something like oh, wow, I know that you've got, you know, kids and you're a single mom. I'm going to fly out to you and I'm going to, you know, get a babysitter that's highly recommended off of Angie's list to, um, or, you know, care.com to watch your little ones for the three hours that we would take to do the video. How does that sound, right? It's, it's a little bit easier because you're taking away reasons for them to say, no, I don't have childcare. I'm not going out to where you are. I, I can't do it on a weekend or something like that. You want to eliminate those reasons so that they can say yes. Okay. Now with this and when you're pitching a collab, the benefit should a little bit be more for them than it is for you. Right. And so that can be really, really important because a lot of people, they have this um, and they're asking, it's a 99-1 type of split. This is not a triple win when it's all benefit for you and like 1% for them. Right. So if it can benefit them a little bit more than it can benefit you, you might have a higher likelihood also of tipping the scales. 
If you eliminate reasons for them to say no, give them reasons to say yes, right? This should help, okay? And know your audience. If your people don't like that person, don't do it. <laughs> or, you know, just keep that in mind. Do. You wanna work out all of your details. And I know a lot of people are like, let's just fly by the seat of our pants. And um, that's a great idea in theory, but you're gonna have to have organized pants is all I'm gonna say if you want sometimes this to succeed. So this is gonna be stuff like, when are you gonna film it? Is there gonna be enough time to edit it? Who's gonna edit it? Are there gonna be links? Is it gonna be released at the same time? You know, which video gets released first or is there a sequential order? Like there should be a very clear cut structure and a clear cut way that you wanna be able to do this where it's just like almost like you can have a run of show. I mean like, this is the day that the collab is gonna go live. It's gonna be on both of our channels. Here are the links that we're gonna include in both of our descriptions. Here is a little blurb that you can say about the other person. Like if you already have these things in mind, you know, and it's gonna be three months from now and blah, blah, blah. It's really a lot easier to one, say yes to it, but two, be clear on what it is that is being expected out of the other person and from yourself. And you wanna make it, I know it sounds difficult, but you wanna make it easy and simple. Sometimes people overly complicate things with like these grandiose ideas or locations and travel and budget and you know, and the more extravagant it gets, the tougher some of these things are. Cause then you've got like international travel and let's talk about COVID testing and like quarantine times. And all of a sudden it's just like, you know, it's too much, I don't wanna do it. So if you keep it simple and you make it easy, you're gonna have a higher chance of someone saying yes. Do, we're trying to craft an irresistible offer that is hard to refuse, <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, the example of what's inside. This was a talk that was at VidCon maybe a couple years ago and I watched them on stage and they talked about how this channel, um, it was a smaller channel at the time, now they're a huge channel. But they were a smaller channel at the time and they went to collab with someone and they didn't have um, really an audience size that was gonna correlate or benefit them, the what's inside team. And, but this father and son, and um, I think that's what it was, they had access to this track and field type of big cushion mat that you have after you fall from the like high jump and, you know, pole vaulting type stuff. And the school was going to be changing over to new mats in this year. And so the old mats needed to be disposed of. And so they, sent an email pitch to what's inside saying, hey, do you guys wanna come out here and cut open this mat thing? That's that's what we can offer you. Um, and it was a smaller channel at the time and they were like, yeah, we do actually. That We wanna see what's inside because that was, their, they wanted to see what was inside. And so it wasn't that the, the, you know, it wasn't the audience size or, you know, it was that it was an irresistible offer because it was something that they wouldn't usually have access to and it was being presented to them like, hey, would you like to do this? We have access to this and we'll let you cut it open, create content, um, you know, if you wanna come out here. And they were like, yes, let's do it. They got a club out of it. And so if you can find, that's knowing your audience, right? Or knowing the person that you wanna collaborate with, that's being able to offer them something or an experience, right? Because if they don't have audience size to offer as leverage, what they did have was a unique experience or perspective or something like that to offer the people who wanted, that they wanted to collab with, so. Okay. 
here we go. The perfect collab proposal checklist. <laughs> right. Hopefully we're ready and we've we've gone through a lot of the pieces here. And hopefully you have a bit more of an understanding of do's, don'ts, why some people say no or yes, and how to get more people to say yes more frequently. So here it is. If it works in their schedule, if it gives them a benefit, if they don't have to have a lot of effort and you have some sort of relationship, you will get a yes asterisk most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. Okay. So this is it. This is your actual checklist, right? Again, hopefully this is helpful. <laughs> hopefully this is helpful for you. And I think that's the last um, one on that. So I'm going to come back to over here. Was that helpful for y'all? Let me know. Um, you know what? I, I have to say, I think that that keynote presentation, it still holds up pretty well. I mean, it's not like fantastic to look at. It's just slides with like big writing on it. But like overall, I think the general information is still pretty solid. <laughs> you guys can agree. Give me a thumbs up on that one. So let's talk questions about collabs, collab offers you've offered people or dream collabs. Let me know. What do you got? What do you got? Hit me with your best stuff. Okay. So James Pruitt says, come collab with me. You can get an audience of five people. Yay, you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hello, Luis. Great to see you. Hello. Yes, solid. Okay, awesome. All right. Oops. Hi, buddy. And again, it's not always about the size of your audience, just like it was for the what's inside people and the people with the track meet type of or track cushion thing. It could be about being able to offer some sort of experience or access to something that they normally wouldn't have access to. So keep in mind, it could be uh, because of that. What else you got? Anything? Anything? Let me know. Also, let this be a reminder to people out there. Mother's Day in the United States is coming this Sunday. So if you haven't yet, for that hardworking mom in your life, don't forget about them. And maybe, you know, maybe get them some flowers, clean the house, get them some chocolates. I don't know, man. Make them feel appreciated. And feel appreciated on Sunday, hopefully. <laughs> Let's see here. Discord for Creator says, I'd love to collab with a server owner who isn't a content creator, who is sort of small, medium. Compare notes on how we are building communities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mr. Camera Junkie said, I just got here. I'm thinking. <laughs> um, James Pruitt says, how about having your channel set up to be more attractive to collabs? Um, well, one thing that you could even do is create a playlist of collabs that you've done or creators, um, that you are subscribed to, or, you know, other channels that might be interesting to your audience, because you can do something from the creator standpoint where you can say, and that could be a reason that you reach out to another creator and say, Hey, I want you to know that like, I think you're awesome. I went ahead and added you as a featured channel on my channel 
And um, I just think if there's anyone in my audience that comes across me and likes my content, I want them to know about you. What a great message to receive, right? It's not like I need something from you. It's I just want to let other people know that you're awesome. I think you're awesome, right? That opens the door for conversation. And it could be if you have a playlist of other collabs that you've done, people will also um, kind of see it and be like, oh, they do collabs with other creators. That's cool, right? Um, so, I mean, that could be a little bit more attractive something like that. You could also have in your about section on your channel, something that says like for collaborations, you know, please use this email, something like that. So you could create an email for it or you could be your business email. Um, it's basically putting out there, you know, that you're open to that type of thing. And, you know, if you're encouraging conversation in some of your videos, like, what do you think about this? And you see someone who's constantly engaging with you or possibly even another creator who's been commenting on your stuff, you could even start to have conversations with them about like, oh, interesting points. I think that we're a little bit like different or similar or dissimilar on this thing. Like, what do you think about having a conversation sometime about it? And it could be easier to just, you know, have a, a short live stream or, you know, a short back and forth about a, a specific topic. So that could be something that you could pitch as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, let's see here. I think there are some big differences in culture that could come and cross over and maybe not for Discord for creators. Yeah, could be. And that could be something to explore. Pixel Pia says, not Mother's Day in Sweden yet, but I think my mom every day. That's very sweet. What is this? Pixel? That is not me. I use your notes. Oh, <laughs> hello. Are you going to Miami for the meetup? What meetup? I live in Miami. He's like, what? What meetup? <laughs> He's like, I live here. I live here. You live in Miami? Wait, how far is Miami from Orlando? I don't even know. And so I was like, oh, man, it would have been cool to see you at the, the podcasting um, conference. That's coming at the end of this month, y'all. It's really coming up. I really need to like contact them and figure out what my talk is actually going to be because I still don't even know what my talk is going to be. Um, maybe we were thinking of Orlando, the podcasting conference, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just jibber jabbering. So I want to be respectful of all of your guys' time. And thank you so much for hanging out with me on this Triple T Thursday. I hope that it was informative and fun. That's what we're going for here. And if you have other video ideas that you would like to see me make, make sure you leave them as a comment so I can start um, collating them and, and making videos. Cause you know, we wanna make videos that y'all wanna watch. You wanna make the meetup? Yay, in Orlando, that would be awesome to see you. And it's a lot better than like New York, right? Not better as in like, you know what I mean? Driving distance wise, so anyways. We'll see you all next week, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you next Thursday. Have a wonderful night, y'all.